You're listening to the Secrets of Successful Business Podcast, your go-to source for business tips, tricks, and proven strategies that will help you create a streamlined and profitable business. We chat to the best minds in business about their journey. Don't overcomplicate things. How they started. It made me want to jump into those opportunities when maybe I would have hesitated before. What they learned along the way. Just keep putting one foot in front of the other and you'll get through everything. And of course, we'll ask them for their secret sauce for creating a successful business. Taking control of your own damn life. Design the life you love. Join us as we take a sneak peek behind the curtain. Talk solutions for those business pain points, working smarter, not harder, mindset, and the challenges of fitting it all in with the demands of today's busy lifestyle. If you're a business owner, side hustler, or just starting your business journey, this podcast is for you. Now, here's your host, business coach, and content creator, Justine McLean from Flossy Creative. Hi, and welcome to the Secrets of Successful Business podcast. My guest today is Kerry Hess, Aussie-born fashion and lifestyle illustrator. Kerry has collaborated with style icons Louis Vuitton, Cartier, Tiffany, Lancôme, and La Dorée Paris, to name a few, and her work has been featured in Vogue, Tatler, and Harper's Bazaar. Kerry has exhibited solo art shows in Paris, Melbourne, Brisbane, and is the creator of her own range of art prints, phone cases, and original paintings. She also offers a range of online courses in painting on her website, kerryhess.com. Kerry's new book, Joy in the Little Things, is out now. It's filled with ideas and inspiration for tapping into your own happiness and creativity and is brimming with Kerry's breathtaking watercolour illustrations. In it, Kerry shares her tips for bringing sparkling moments into each day. And we're going to chat today about finding joy, making it a ritual in your life, and turning that joy into your full-time career and business. Welcome, Kerry. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. Now, how have you been? Last time I saw you, you were painting live at the Langham in Sydney, which must be going back a while. And I believe you were doing a live painting yesterday for the launch of your beautiful new book. Yes, we just we had a really beautiful event at Langham, Sydney for the launch of Joy in the Little Things. And it was a whirlwind few days, but it was a wonderful few days. So yeah, I'm just back from that and I'm back in the office, back to real life. So uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been great though. Congratulations on your new book. It's just so, such a beautiful book. You've had an incredible career so far. Can you tell me a little bit about where you started and where you are now? Sure. So really, I always knew that I loved to draw when I was little. I obviously never thought that it would be a career. I thought it would always just be something that I did in my spare time that would be my hobby. And I even begged my mum to send me to weekend art classes from about 11. Uh, and I still have a few of those those pieces from those classes. So it's something that I just knew would always be my my joy in life, really, painting and drawing. And it really wasn't until later on that I studied graphic design at uni. I thought that's that's a, something you can get a real job in. And I worked as a graphic designer for one year in London at a magazine. And it just so happened that one week, because this was a weekly uh, magazine, and it happened that one week uh, a fashion story image photograph just didn't come through. And everyone was really stressed out and we didn't have an image for that spread. And I said to the editor that I could probably sketch something. It was about 
uh, a story about little black dresses and I did that and kind of saved the day a little bit for the magazine and my editor was so grateful and they printed my little credit on the side of the magazine and it it really just went from there. I ended up getting contacted a little bit from fashion labels from just that and decided to save up and see if I could maybe do this uh, as a full-time career. So I saved up for about a year and wanted to see if I could do it for a year and it's been about 20 three or 24 years since then and it's all I've been doing since so it's I guess it's worked out and I feel like there's been a lot of ups and downs along the way but I'm so grateful that this is what I get to do now and work with fashion and beauty brands as well as my own online art courses art prints and phone cases and I just get to be creative each day, which is wonderful. Wow, that's really serendipity at work, isn't <laughs> it? I love that story. And and did you, were you side hustling first or did you sort of save some money and then think, right, I'm just going to buy the bullet and jump on in? Yes. So I, I went down from full-time at the, the magazine to part-time uh, and I worked three days a week while starting to kind of create some connections and build up some clients. And this was so long ago, honestly, this was when I, so I was living in London still at the time. And this was when I would hand career my work because we weren't actually emailing attachments back then. This is so long ago. Wow. Take your head back to that. And really there was a time where that was the case. And then it was about a year into doing that, that I got an email from Vogue Australia from Sydney And they had seen something online of mine and they said, we'd love to commission you to do an illustration and we think maybe you could email it to us if you can find us, if you can get a scanner, you could scan it and email it to us. And so I felt like opportunity really opened up from that point as technology changed. I felt like things changed for people who were artists and could suddenly work commercially all around the world rather than just in your hometown. So that was kind of a a changing point for me. And how funny listening to you tell that story because people could not even imagine that now. There'd be a whole generation of people who couldn't imagine I think time when there just wasn't that technology to do those sorts of things. So that's pretty cool the way it worked out. 35, you probably cannot picture it. But really that was the exactly (laughs) the case back then. And so yeah, I think technology has helped artists so much have their own brand as things have changed which is yeah for sure and even I mean we'll talk about a little bit later but even your online art courses that you can just deliver now to so many people I mean that's an incredible thing to be able to do so yes and the technology wasn't around for that either um yeah exactly and it just adds that other element to your business yes thank you so as I said, congratulations on the on your new book, Join the Little Things. It's a book about exploring your own creativity and then sparking that joy in the process. And you've got lots of beautiful daily rituals in there. So how can that daily ritual of finding joy enrich our lives? Yeah, I really think that we have all had to make a few changes in our life since the pandemic in particular. And I think a lot of us have turn to creativity. I myself paint even when I'm not working as a form of enjoyment, but I also love baking. I love cooking. I I love to do creative things that help me get into that really relaxed state of mind because I'm not very good at meditating. (laughs) I've tried. I really (laughs) 
really tried and I just find myself uh, having a really uh, active mind and I find it really is obviously a real skill to calm your mind down and I don't think I'm terribly good at it but it feels like it happens really naturally for me without even trying when I'm painting or sketching or just doing something creative so we have found that a lot with the masterclass courses and a lot of people have been doing them during the pandemic just to find something joyful to do at home especially so I really find that but it's I think it's just taking time off to enjoy those small moments which I guess is what the book is about too it's just finding joy in those little daily rituals because we're not having those shiny fancy moments at the moment or for a while which which is fine I think I find the most joy in being at home and doing simple small things anyway so I guess that's really what the book's about too. Yeah, and so are those creative things there, are they some of your own daily rituals that sort of help you be more in the moment and find that joy? Yes, definitely. I love travel, but I'm always a bit off. I feel like I'm a little bit off kilter when I travel a lot because I know I'm happiest in those daily rituals at home and when I'm just sticking to those little things that I know make me happy, like a little stretch in the morning a little pause with a cup of coffee on the balcony. Yeah, I'm really interested that you say that, you know, you actually draw and that you paint not just for business but for, you know, for, to relax and, and for yeah. enjoyment because I think and, and obviously, you know, that that joy of of painting and drawing and, and your ability to do that obviously has carved out your business and your company but for a lot of people who try to create a living from something they love, it starts to get really problematic. Like they almost lose the ability to create because every time they're sitting down to to do a piece or to to do something, they're thinking, okay, I, I have to monetize this. How can I make money from this? So how do you manage to sort of create for fun and then, you know, be able to draw the line and create for work? You know, how do you navigate that? Yeah, well, I do think creative block is a real thing and you can definitely have it as an artist obviously we talk about it a lot for writers but you can have it a lot as an artist and for me I just think if I can be really ahead of all of my schedules I find that I've if I build in time to walk away from be able to walk away from something if I'm not feeling it what I'm working on that that really helps me and I just remember my art teacher at high school saying you should always walk away from an art piece you're not 100% sure of and come back the next day with fresh eyes and you'll know, you'll see what's out of balance, you'll see if it's if it's on track or if you need to start again. But if you stay looking at something for a whole day, you just can't see what needs to be adjusted with kind of tired eyes, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Be, yeah, I like to be ahead of schedule and build in that time that, it may not kind of work out the first time because I'm working with watercolour and it's a really spontaneous medium and sometimes it does the most amazing things on its own accord and sometimes it doesn't and sometimes yeah. it doesn't work and those are the pieces that I don't post on social media, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I think building in time because I don't think creativity is best rushed and I'm really conscious of that when I work with creatives as well within our business, like videographers and photographers. I don't like to rush them either because I think it doesn't work well for me when I feel really rushed. 
So I like to keep that in mind for working with anyone creative. It's probably the same with writing and all of the creative mediums that it's yeah, better. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. sometimes the best ideas just come in the stillness, don't they? Yes, definitely. Yes. Yeah. And so are you still creating fashion pieces when you're relaxing or do you do something completely different? No, to, that's, that's, that's ironic, isn't it? No, I definitely still stay in the same zone Yeah. what I do with a commercial sense when I'm just painting for myself. I think that's just because fashion, beauty, those kinds of subjects are just the things that I enjoy. So luckily that's also what I work on commercially. But, yes, so I'm in the same zone. I'm not doing completely different things in my own time. And being the the owner of a creative business, you know, there's obviously the creativity side and the actual doing of that sort of stuff, but then there's the whole other business side of of the process. So how do you juggle all those aspects of business and then still find time to be creative? Do you, you know, do you outsource? Do you manage all of that yourself? I think it's really just a balance of finding something that you really love doing that you know that there is an audience for. And then it's lots of hard work. I hate to say, but I feel like it's a lot of hard work but also uh, sharing as much as you can with your community. That's also not something that's for sale. I think that's really important as well. I try and share as many little art process pieces of content as possible and I try and show the behind the scenes of what's happening in the office where it's not necessarily something for sale. I think that's really important. And then also finding great people to work with that can balance out your skills as a creative is also really important. But ultimately, if it's your name and your brand, it does probably come down to a lot of hard work and leaning into something that you love at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. And so as a business owner, what do you believe is the secret or the secrets of creating a successful business? I really think it's it's learning from your mistakes is the big thing because we all make them. And I think when you make them in real time in your own business and then you have to learn from it and recover from it, you really do look back. And it, this is definitely the case for me. You look back and feel like I learned so much and you rarely make those same mistakes again. And I really just think you never stop learning. You never stop making either micro or macro mistakes. You may not share all of your mistakes with your audience, but everyone's making them and everyone is, you know, having issues that they have to fix and just do the best they can and be, you know, when things go wrong, I think if you're just really transparent and honest with your audience, they really will appreciate it and most people will forgive you, you know, instantly. We have some orders that need to go out. Our our books arrived a little bit late and so we've just let everyone know and, you know, it's one of those things where you just have to be really upfront and honest and do the best you can and I think being a real person really helps in business. I think sometimes that's the advantage of having a small business over having, you know, working for a big corporate where I don't think that that you know, that works as well. Yeah, people really respect that transparency and that honesty and just reaching out and saying, hey, you know, like our books are delayed, we'll yes. get them to you soon sort of. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And and as you said, being a small business, probably 
allows you to be that little bit more agile. So what did you have to change in the last year, say, when COVID happened? Because I know you would sort of normally go and do a few live demonstrations and that sort of thing. What changed for you in your business? And did having all the different arms for your business really help you to sort of, you know, be sustainable and get through that? Yeah, it did. So obviously collaborations with you know, in person with fashion and beauty brands just stopped happening and that, that was the case for everyone. And for me, actually, I have to say I, I kind of leaned into that situation with with everyone being at home and working from home and I really went quite kind of deep into working on Join the Little Things. We were finishing up the book so I felt like I could really work on that as well as create new masterclasses and just do them very quietly in the office without too much distraction. Also for me, it actually felt really good to not have too much distraction during 2020. I felt a little bit guilty at times that, you know, we weren't in trouble because of it. I I don't know whether other businesses have felt that, but we found there was a really high demand for the masterclasses and the online courses. And so that part of the business became really strong for us. And I think honestly, just taking advantage of quietness and stillness worked really well for me and just leaning into that. So that's that's what I did. This episode is brought to you by the Boost Your Business VIP Day. If your business is running on empty, you want to increase your revenue, sort out your pricing and start making the money you deserve. You need the Boost Your Business VIP Day. Don't keep struggling month after month to earn a decent living. Join Justine from Flossy Creative as she works through a program tailored to your business. Using proven pricing formulas and strategies, Justine will help you build a thriving business with cash flow, profits, and sustainability. The best part? You can get it done in a day and create the business and life you desire. Visit flossy.com.au or email hello at flossy.com.au for more information. What's something you know now that you wish you'd know when you started your business? I wish that I stopped a little bit more often to enjoy the moment. I think that a lot of creative people love to work a bit like myself, love to work on a project and then it completes and it's straight on to the next. And I think it's important to sometimes stop and really take something wonderful in and enjoy that moment and celebrate it rather than moving straight on to the next thing. I also think learning how to say no politely a little more often would have been something that I would have liked to have learned a little earlier. I think it probably does come from being a freelance artist and starting out in a place of I'm just so happy to be working and I'm just so happy to be illustrating pretty much anything. You know, the first so many years was just a case of doing high volume jobs that were super unglamorous and I was so grateful for them. And as that, as that changed, I felt like, you know, I I should learn to say, I can't, as a one person creative, I can't say yes to everything. And I think everyone who has a creative job would experience that at some point. So I'm getting better at that. 
but I wish I'd learned that a little earlier. It takes such a long time though, doesn't it? Because especially when I think you're freelance, you just sometimes don't know where the next job is coming from. That's right. It's a real freelancer's mindset. And it is. (laughs) There is like a business side to as well as, you know, freelancing too, but there is a business attached now. But yes, it is. it was from that freelance, full-time freelancer mindset where I definitely felt like, what if, what if, you know, what if it's all over tomorrow? And so exactly. I would say yes to everything. And yeah, I've gotten better at that. You know exactly <laughs> how you feel. Yes. There's taking a deep breath. Um, <laughs> there's so much beautiful inspiration in the book to help readers find their joy. So many stunning illustrations and it's from home to fashion to travel. I mean, I'll be honest, I just sort of loved, you know, going through the illustrations first and then I read the content later. (laughs) For me personally, you know, my creativity and joy is is sparked when I do some sort of art. Watercolours, yeah, not not really my friend, but I try. So what would you say to someone who aspires to start creating or drawing or painting? But and, and, you know, maybe they want to do one of your courses, but they're either time poor or they're worried that they're just not going to be good enough because they're not creative. Yeah, we actually talk a lot about this uh, with the masterclass students over like live videos, because this is a thing that a lot of people get stuck with. And I always say the same thing to every new group of students. It's the number one thing with creativity is to be kind to yourself and really just enjoy the process. Take out the expectation. You don't need to be Picasso on your first go. Just take out the expectation and really the joy is in the process. So if you're enjoying what you're doing, you will just enjoy the process and not worry too much about the outcome. I think that, you know, creativity in general comes from the doing rather than the other way around. And I think a lot of people who are not or don't consider themselves creative, picture that artists have these moments of just perfect inspiration where the birds are chirping and an idea comes and it just paints out beautifully. But I don't actually think that's how it works. I have done some of my favourite pieces of my own on days where I didn't sleep well the night before, my dog's barking, something went wrong on the way to this on the school run and I still did it and something that I'm really happy with or really proud of may have come out on the paper. And it's not those perfect days where I find myself doing my best work. So if you just remember that creativity is in the doing rather than it striking you at a perfect moment, yeah. then you'll do it. Yeah, and it's, it's also not about the comparison, right, because you've been doing this since you were 11 or you started on this journey since you were 11. So yes. I don't know. I mean, I wonder if you added, added up how many hours you've been drawing and painting for, you know, you, you can't even begin to compare that to someone who's just starting out. So I think just having yes. a go is so important. Yes, absolutely. And just finding your own lane, you know, and not not comparing yourself to anyone else. I have to say that some of our students in the masterclass start at a place where I can tell they're feeling quite, you know, timid about their creativity and I get to watch their transition creatively and it's just 
amazing in a really short space of time and it's always so impressive and everyone comes up with their own handwriting to the same lessons which is really interesting too but yeah just trust yourself trust the process and just be kind to yourself that's the biggest thing I still have to remind myself to be kind to myself because I don't always do work that I think is exactly how I pictured it in my mind so yeah that's yeah. a, that's a good reminder for just life generally. So yeah. be kinder to yourself, yeah. especially as women. I think that's we need to do that. Yeah, for sure, for <laughs> sure. And so you've got your beautiful book, Join the Little Things Out Now. What's what's next for you? Well, for the moment, it's really exciting to see the book come out. It has been a two year process, so this feels I'm taking my own advice and celebrating the moment so that's right in this minute but after that I will be filming some new master classes which is really exciting going on to that next level beyond advanced and then there are some other things in the works but really the book and the next master class are the main things for this year I still think it's going to be quite a quiet year in terms of overseas travel I don't think there's going to be too. so it's going to be another year that I think if you're a creative you get the opportunity to be a bit less distracted by things like that and I'm, I'm going to look at it like that and take, yeah. take that on board. What a great idea. And before we go, one final question. If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be? I am a big fan of the saying jump and find your wings on the way down. I feel like so many things I have wanted to do and said yes to I have no idea how I'm going to do it but I've said yes in the moment that's come out of my mouth but I'm just thinking I will have to figure that out later but I want to do this I don't know how to do this but I want to do this and it's nothing has ever completely blown up everything's kind of I've gotten there in the end and I think you usually do so saying yes to something that scares you but excites you is a good thing I think spoken like a true entrepreneur. (laughs) Harry, it's been so nice to have you on the podcast today. I am such a huge fan of your work. It's, It's absolutely beautiful. I think, as I said to you before we started recording, I've got some of your pieces up on the wall in my bedroom and they just, they bring me joy. But for those people who want a little bit more Kerry Hess joy in their life, they can buy your book, Joy in the Little Things Now, through all good booksellers. And if people want to connect with you further, how is what's the best way they can do that? Yes. Okay. So you can find me at kerryhess.com or at, at Kerry Hess Illustration on Instagram or Facebook. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time. It's been lovely chatting to you. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Secrets of Successful Business podcast. For more information on all things business, head to flossy.com.au and make sure you hit subscribe on the show so you don't miss another new episode. If you're enjoying the show, please give it a quick rating or review, share it on your socials or with friends who might enjoy it. Catch you next time.